we're going to keep trying to do these COVID quick pods um, in regards to mountain communities and mountain resorts and society as a whole on a regular basis if I can uh, if I can keep them coming. So Dave Meeker, Sam Magazine, Steve Wright, uh, uh, Jay Peak, and Mike Rogi, Verb Cabin and Mountain Gazette. Uh, thanks for joining me here, guys, and um, stay safe. Love you guys. Thanks for doing this, man. Later, boys. Yeah. Not going to be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. This is Wintry Mix COVID Quick Pod number two. I'm Alex Kaufman. In the moments prior to recording, on Saturday at 5.30 Mountain Time, both Vail Resorts and Altera announced indefinite closures of their North American operations. And there's no need to list other mountains. The writing is on the wall, and it's just a matter of time. Hours, perhaps. You've seen this news and you're tuning in here for reaction and context. That's what I'm doing with this temporary change to the Wintry Mix podcast feed. Official episode 83 might not come out for quite a while, but I'll do my best to drop COVID quick pods on the very regular. Tell people. This isn't easy and I'm not doing it for money or product. If you'd like to join the next quick pods, DM me on Instagram or Twitter at Wintry Mixcast. Thanks to my valued sponsors, Bojo's Pizza and Ten Barrel Brewing. More about them when we get back to regular episodes, which might be a little while. Let's jump in with this evening's panel. Okay, I am learning on the go. This is the second attempt at a COVID quick pod. We're gonna be doing these almost daily until we emerge from the storm or at least know what we are dealing with. Um, we kind of have a CNN talking head panel. Uh, one of the screens is Mike Rogi in California. One of the screens is Steve Wright up at Jay Peak. And one of them is Dave Meeker in Southern Vermont, I assume. Uh, Mike Rogi of Verb Cabin in the Mountain Gazette, Steve Wright, General Manager of J Peak Resort, and I believe Burke Mountain, and Dave Meeker, um, Editor at Sam Skiria Management Magazine. Steve, can you hear me? I can now, my friend. Okay, great. You're the only one of the four of us who's actually had to kind of do the deed at a ski resort in the last little bit, and you've seen that many others have done it since then. Um, can you tell us what the last 24 hours has been like for you? Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of phone calls and a lot of people reaching out asking us why we did it. Um, there have been, you know, I'd say 85 or 90% of the people have understood why we've done it. There have been a percentage of people that were upset, uh, that felt like we were overreacting. But, you know, at the end of the day, we were more concerned with, with the safety of our employees and, and the community than, you know, the people who were looking to get in some last licks um, of the season, quite frankly. And this has, you know, developed extremely fast four to five days ago when anybody said that maybe this season wouldn't end normally. Everybody thought it was nuts. Um, what are you thinking that Vail Resorts and Altera, what's going through their heads right now, you know, the moment after they announce this? What do they have to do? What do they have to triage? Well, I think they, they've probably done a lot of the triaging prior to, prior to doing this. I think they just have to figure out a way to, to communicate out to their, you know, their pass holders and their guests um and hopefully they're they're doing the same thing and i assume they are relative to to how they're communicating to their employees you know trying to figure out how are they going to uh, how are they going to manage a lot of their frontline staff through you know the message that tomorrow morning they're out of a job and let's bring in dave meeker of scaria management magazine now dave i assume you're down in southern vermont and i assume you have been the recipient of a lot of um inquiries 
and thoughts and information in the last 48 hours coming in from the resort industry as a whole. Um, is what's happened today surprising, unsurprising based on that? And what do you think is going to be kind of happening in the next few days? It, it, I would say it's it's not entirely surprising just because of how quickly things have moved. Uh, there's a this is so unprecedented in general for for everybody. I mean, just from a you know for for all industries, uh, but for the ski industry especially, it's uh, it's one of those situations where you know we're usually this time of year um, having to grapple with you know sometimes low snow and and things like that, having that be our biggest issue. But now. Uh, having this situation come up and uh from what we've seen in the last week really uh ski resorts are having to make some really challenging decisions and the communication from what we've seen has been excellent we're still more than likely at the beginning of this event and you know some of the details that jump to my head are what about all the international workers can they get out of the country on time um or, or do they even go anywhere um, those sorts of details that has never crossed our minds at all. Um, Mike, we'll get to you in a sec. Steve, I mean, what do you think about that international component? We have some of our workers that are, uh, that, um, are going to be able to, to split and get back to their countries. There are some that are unable to, for the ones that aren't able to leave, we're setting up in our employee housing free of charge. We're going to feed them every day. Um, we're going to use our shuttle system to make sure that they can get sort of the supplies that they need. And we're going to lay low and try to figure out, um, you know, on, on their behalf, the best way to get them out of the country. A lot of it has to do with the receiving country, you know, and whether or not they're able to get in there and and, uh, and follow the stipulations that the countries are setting forth for them in terms of like uh, quarantine once they get back. Steve and Dave are in generally remote resort areas, um, Southern Vermont, Northern Vermont, Mount Snow, Jay Peak. Uh, Mike Rogie, let's bring you in here. You are in Lake Tahoe. You have feet of snow coming at you. You have resorts closing down some, maybe not all. What's the last 24 hours been like in Lake Tahoe? I got back yesterday from Vermont. So I actually flew home, uh, which was, you know, not so bad. Actually, there were only about 15 people on my flight from uh, Albany, New York, through Atlanta, over to Reno. But um, yeah, like you said, the they just upgraded the storm. It's almost like it was the perfect timing if you really like shit storms. Five to seven feet of snow on the way, which for North Lake Tahoe, what messes with us is there's a lot of things that go into five to seven feet of snow. You know, our grocery stores, people are obviously stocking up because there's a chance we might not be able to get out of our homes for a few days. But then also, you know, really concerning is that as we've been following, you know, uh, the coronavirus and uh, San Francisco, Sacramento, I mean, those are some of the first places to shut down their cities because of how many people have been infected with the virus. And unfortunately, and I would say that like 99% of our Bay Area tourists are awesome and rad and they're staying home. Some of them think they have a two-week vacation, so where better to go than a small little mountain town that is way understaffed at the hospitals, way under-resourced, you know, like this is a small community. My wife and I know nurses. Some of the nurses have said, like, they do not have enough respirators, you know. And, you know, the, the next big fear, now that Altera and Vail announced that they closed the backcountry, we have had a really bad eight weeks of just absolutely no snow. Uh, it is slick back there, and now you're about to put seven feet of snow on top of it, and people are going to be thirsting and hungry for it. And, yeah, I just, you know, I've been promoting skiing my whole life, Alex. You know that. Steve knows that. Dave knows that. 
I'm sure some of your listeners know that. This is the first time in my life I've ever told people to not go skiing, and trust me, it's not it's not easy. <laughs> And in the last 24 hours, another thing that has changed is the country has kind of changed its footing around testing. Uh, a lot of areas, including the uh, Roaring Fork Valley around Aspen, basically said, yeah, we're a hotspot. We've got a lot, but we're done testing. We just can't test anymore. Um, and I think that's happening in more and more places where towns and municipalities and regions are shifting to a strict mitigation mode, not containment, um, because what we're seeing in Europe is, you know, the country's being shut down and hundreds and thousands of people needing uh, medical attention and chasing each individual case is just not a good use of the medical system. Um, I don't know a lot about Lake Tahoe's um, hospital resources, Northern Vermont, Southern Vermont. Uh, I don't really know what is next. Does anybody have a guess where this goes in the next 36 to 48 hours? I mean, I'll jump in quickly. No. I mean, I don't want to speak for Dave and Steve or you, Alex, but like, let's be honest, we're, we're skiers. And I think, you know, if people want some advice of what movies to watch over the next like two weeks, is like Amazon, I just learned Amazon has all the Warren Miller movies, go do that. But as far as what you should be listening to, you should be listening to real journalists. And that's not to say that Dave and I aren't real journalists, but you should be focused on people that have spent their careers in public health. You know, watch your sources, make sure that you're getting your information from good sources. Um, it's unfortunate the time we live in, it's, it's, it's awful, but you have to be careful of what you're listening to, what you're hearing, and you need to stay calm where you can, you know, protect your family, stay inside, wash your hands and watch every level one movie that's ever been released. They have 20 of them, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't work for level one, but I mean, they're the most entertaining. <laughs> Just, I mean, there's there's plenty of things you can do as a skier to keep yourself entertained. And uh, frankly, like, we we need to know when to take a back seat and let the professionals do their job. I think I think there's a lot of agreement based on the head nodding that I saw there, um, Steve or Dave. In regards to the season pass or the seasons being cut short, season pass is not being able to be used. The fact that this is being this is being brought upon the country in in this way, no testing, no preparation, and we're just going to be like Italy, and everybody kind of gets that now. Um, is this kind of like running out of snow in March, and and resorts aren't really going to have to you know worry about the the season passes that they sold, and this is the end of the season or close to it, and so be it. Or is there weird math that needs to happen on the resort side with the customer base and things like that? You know, it, it's a resort specific question, right? For us, yeah. it's it's not about that. We're going to do the math and we're going to come up with some kind of an offer for our season pass holders to recognize the fact that they missed five or six weeks of the season. I mean, that's the reality. They bought a product that was supposed to go from X to Y. Y got compromised, and we're going to make we're going to do right by them. But it's you know I'm not I'm not sitting here casting judgment on other ski resorts. They've got to make a decision based on their business model and how what kind of relationship they have with their pass holders. Dave, do you think there's any resort or resort group that's just going to say, screw this, we're just running? And and actually, I don't think that's going to be possible, A, but I wonder if anybody's going to try. They're going to go four or five more days until basically they get gang tackled. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but maybe. Yeah, I, I foresee this, uh, everyone erring on the side of compassion and understanding and uh, because the fact is the resort operators themselves, they're human too. They're going through the same stuff. And, you know, they, they understand that this is all confusing and it's, it's all, it's all unprecedented and it's something that they're, they're navigating as well. And, um, 
I was actually text messaging with Kelly Pollack, uh, the NSA president the other day, and uh, just, you know, just about this stuff and everything. And one of the things that she said that struck me was uh, that during times of distress, people look to leadership and they look to uh, they f try to find leadership. And this is really an opportunity for leaders to uh, to shine and to step up and to uh, to you know, be there for their staff and be there for their people. And, you know, I think that's what it really comes down to. There's a, there's a guest perspective here. Obviously there's the, uh, the logistics of bookings and, and season passes and, you know, all of that, the, the, the backend stuff like that. But, um, when it comes down to the resort operations, these, these resorts, you know, especially out West, but also here in the East, there's still a, a lot of snow and there's still a lot of winter left. And, um, you figure there's a lot of people that are looking forward to getting out skiing and uh there's still a lot of staff there that are in place to handle those people that are coming to ski and uh the the leadership at these resorts really is is in a position now where you know they're in a position where they need to step up and 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 really be there for their people it's a it's an interesting time i think there's you know it's, like steve said it's a case-by-case -case basis regardless of what you're dealing with whether it's the season pass situation or uh the sensitivities of your staff i mean it's really a it's something that it's a case-by-case -case thing well th that's a good thing for us to kind of try to wrap up on is the question around what is the role of the resorts in a post closing for the season world in regards to their community in regards to their staff in regards to the, their region do they have a role um or they you know because they are kind of the, the hundred pound gorilla in their town you know, what is their role? I mean, Steve, you can talk to, you know, what you've done there as far as in the first 24 hours, what you've put out there. Obviously, this is, this may last a while. You know, what do you think the, the roles are for the resorts in their communities um, in place of maybe government or, or acting kind of as one? I mean, for, for us, and again, I, I want to make sure that anything that I say here isn't, isn't perceived as being suggestive of what other resorts should do. That's not my business. Um, for JP, our responsibility first and foremost is to the employees and the community that we operate within. Obviously, we care about our guests, but if you're going to ask me to, on a continuum what comes first, it's the employees and it's the community. And we've got to figure out a way to make them secure and as whole as possible before we can do anything else. And that's, you know, my job here from this point forward is for the people that are, are getting laid off here that weren't expecting it for the next four or five weeks is try to, is try to get them what work that we can get them the essentials that we can, whether it's food or cleaning supplies or free housing or, or making sure that their benefits continue, that that's our responsibility. And I don't, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, kind of delude what we have to do on behalf of our guests and season pass holders. Uh, but all of them are going to wake up tomorrow morning whole. And a lot of our group three and four workers aren't. So that's that my responsibility is to them first and foremost. I mean, if it's almost like, like I said, it's, a perfect shitstorm. We had three festivals that were canceled. You know, we have a friend that does catering for Winter Wondergrass, and they expect their company alone will lose tens of thousands of dollars just from one weekend being canceled. Um, you know, I, I'm not qualified to say what the world impact is. All I know is that, you know, the House just passed the Family's First Coronavirus Response Act, 363 to 40. And Tom McClintock, who's our congressman, voted against it, which is not surprising. That's what he always does against our community. So I do want to say that although I've been really hard with them on Twitter, like our ski areas are doing more for our local community 
than our government elected officials, you know? So from that, from that standpoint, Alex, I mean, I, I got to applaud them. I mean, I can't imagine. You have to understand it has not snowed here in eight in eight weeks. And we had the third largest winter last year. You know, I think that'll pad them. We had a nice December. We had a good holiday season. It's been packed. Parking lots have been full. But the last eight weeks has been really tough. And my hope is that, you know, they can take care of we, I mean, we have a shortage of housing here. And then it also kind of looks bad when you go on Airbnb, like Airbnb is almost full. You know, so like people have been coming here, like it's it's hard to say what's happening. I can say amongst the, the Lake Tahoe community, I never break news on a podcast, but the Payne McSchlonke was just canceled. So if you're a fan of Shane McConkey and what they do, they do a ton for our community. You can go to shanemcconkey.org and donate. I mean, now's the time to be compassionate, help people out. I saw a great um, suggestion to buy gift certificates from your local coffee shops. You can call up, do it over the phone and then go help them out for the next two to three weeks while they're closed and they're not getting a lot of traffic. So, I mean, it's the best I got right now, but like Steve said, like Dave said, I mean, this is unprecedented. I don't think anyone's ever seen anything like this in modern times. So, yeah, we, we, we all need to uh, think as a society in how our actions are impacting those around us. Um, Senegal and Haiti, you know, could test everybody for free in their country and therefore they can kind of manage this. Um, we live in a world where uh, we didn't really put that kind of leadership in place recently. So we're gonna do mitigation and we're kind of past testing. And you know that impacts a lot of things beyond skiing. So everybody hold tight. And um, we're gonna keep trying to do these COVID quick pods um, in regards to mountain communities and mountain resorts and society as a whole on a regular basis if I can, uh, if I can keep them coming. So Dave Meeker, Sam Magazine, Steve Wright, uh, uh, Jay Peak and Mike Rogie, Verb Cabin and Mountain Gazette. Uh, thanks for joining me here, guys, and um, stay safe. Love you guys. Thanks for doing this, man. Later, boys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate that I'm doing this right now, tell people so they can hear it too. If folks show that this is valuable, I'll keep it up. If not, then I'll likely stop. The rest of the Winter Mix podcast archive is much more fun, and we'll get back to that when the time is right. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Wintry Mixcast, and always stay tuned for After the Beep. Goodbye. I realize I'm sitting here talking to you guys, just touching my face. I'm washing my hands so much, but I can't stop picking my nose. There you go. I love you guys. Thank you guys. This will be out in an hour or two. Thanks, boys. Right. Later. Yo. Hey, I feel like I just hung out with you, man. Sense. Sorry. Rogie just needed a little help. And Steve's going to walk to a slightly quieter place. Hold on. Yeah, no worries. We're uh, we're waiting for one more anyway. Hey. What's up, man? Where'd Rogie go? I'm right here. There he is. Handsome devil. I feel so fucking bad for you, dude. <laughs>
You're, you're getting it better than anyone else. Altair and Vale just got some religion, though. Yeah, they did. They got religion. Uh, Mr. Steve, we're going to need you someplace that's not crazy windy. Yeah, I can barely hear it. Yeah, I know. You need to get out of the wind. This is not going to work in the wind. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let me talk to the wind for a minute. Try to find a closet. Go in the water park. Yes. Yeah. Go into any quiet location that isn't windy. <laughs> if those exist, if those exist where you are, they may not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It is Jay Peak after all. Hold on. Yep, that's fine. We're waiting for Meeker. Is that any better? It's yeah. de it's definitely vastly better. And I think it will actually also, it will cut you, it, it won't use your sound when you're not on. And I think I just saw Meeker hop on. Hi. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we've got Dave Meeker, Steve Wright. Steve, we're gonna need you to be able to hear us. Can you hear us? Hold on. Not quite. We got a Southern Vermonter, a Northern Vermonter, and a Californian. I'm a New Yorker, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was just, I was just in. How's that? I appreciate the room. That's roots. much better. 